Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Great to be with you. The phone number 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. And this just breaking. David Pecker gets federal immunity. I'm, I'm not trying to curse there, please. I'm not saying anything uh, untoward. That's it? Untawdry? Untoward? There's a there's a bunch of words. A bunch of fancy schmancy words. He is the chairman of American Media. They own the National Enquirer. And he has given the prosecutors information about President Trump's knowledge of payments that Michael Cohen, the former lawyer, made to women who allege the affairs. By the way, what's what's the point of all that? I mean, does any of that matter? Because last I checked, President Trump himself talks about making the, the payments. Didn't President Trump... Talk about making the payments there on, on, on Fox and Friends. Didn't he say that, that yeah, I made these payments. Uh, yeah, that's right. Here it is. Did you know about the payments? Uh, later on, I knew. Later on. But you have to understand, Ainsley, what he did, and they weren't taken out of campaign finance. That's a big thing. That's a much bigger thing. Did they come out of the campaign? They didn't come out of the campaign. They came from me, and I tweeted about it. You know, I put, I don't know if you know, but I tweeted uh, about the payments. But they didn't come out of campaign. In fact, my first question when I heard about it was, did they come out of the campaign? Because that could be a little dicey. And they didn't come out of the campaign, and that's big. But they weren't, that's not a, it's not even a campaign violation. So I don't know what, what subpoenaing uh, David Pecker is supposed to do. I don't know what, aside from maybe having a bit of sensationalism to it, I don't know. I don't know what else it's supposed to do or say or, or tell me. You know what? I don't know if, if that was Ainsley Earhart who asked the question over there, Fox Friends. You know what question I didn't know if she asked? I haven't heard this yet. Uh, by the way, you made these payments, sir. Did you have sexual relationships with these women? Like, I don't know if that question got asked. That would seem to me to be a pretty standard question to ask. That would be a, hey, just curious. I mean, you're making the payment, did you? And by the way, uh, I believe he did. And I'm not bothered by any of it. That's between him and his wife if he was married at the time. That's uh, that's what that is. Didn't happen on my dime. I don't pay any attention. Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky is an issue because it happened on my dime. It happened on your dime. That's why it's a, it, it's something that should should bother. This didn't happen on my dime. Now, again, if it says, oh, the, the character... The character of President Trump. Okay, don't vote for the man. Don't like the man. Don't tell your kids to grow up to be like the man. None of that. None of that. But it didn't happen on my dime, so I don't get. I don't get involved. I don't get involved. And Jeff Sessions is now speaking out. This is like all breaking, like right now. Said, and I'm quoting here: "Actions of the Department of Justice will not be improperly influenced by political considerations." Oh. My. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. And that, again, comes from that Fox and Friends uh, this morning. I'm, I'm going to play it for you in full because the president's asked uh, by Ainsley Earhart about what's going on with uh, Manafort and Cohen and uh, with Jeff Sessions. 
Your supporters are frustrated with the DOJ, with Jeff Sessions. There are rumors that you're going to fire him after the midterms and Rosenstein. They also want these documents. They're wondering if you will use your power to get these documents yeah. released. At the right time, I think I'm going to have to do the documents. I didn't want to, uh, but I think I'm going to have to. There's such corruption before I got here. It's from before I got here. It's the Obama administration. And you look at what happened. They surveilled my campaign. It's very simple. The Pfizer report, the phony fake. Rosenstein signed the last Pfizer report. Uh, it bothers me. It's always Will bothering. you fire him? Will you fire Sessions? Well, I'll tell you what. As I've said, I wanted to stay uninvolved. But when everybody sees what's going on in the Justice Department, I always put justice now with quotes. It's a very, very sad day. Jeff Sessions recused himself which he shouldn't have done, or he should have told me. Even my enemies say that Jeff Sessions should have told you that he was going to recuse himself, and then you wouldn't have put him in. He took the job, and then he said, I'm going to recuse myself. I said, what kind of a man is this? And by the way, he was on the campaign. You know, the only reason I gave him the job, because I felt loyalty. He was an original supporter. Mm -hmm. He was on the campaign. He knows there was no collusion. And what's come out of Manafort? No collusion. What's come out of Michael Cohn? No collusion. This is stuff that they got. How about with Michael Cohn, in all fairness to him, they raid his office at 6 o'clock in the morning? And how about with Manafort? They raid his home at like 5 in the morning, I think on a weekend, and his wife is in bed, and they go in with guns? Yeah. This is an Al Capone. First, let's take the last part. He's absolutely right about what happened to Paul Manafort. This was abusive by Robert Mueller and his team. Abusive. There was no need to raid his home. It was unnecessary. It was done to intimidate. It was done to make him feel fear. It is a gross abuse of power. And I can't wait until this whole team is summarily sent home. This was abusive. It was meant to be. And why I oppose special counsel, it's why I oppose this far-reaching authority that these justice-type uh, situations have, whether it be FBI or whatever. The things that they can do to American citizens are beyond understanding. We have to curtail it. I want them to be able to do their job, but I don't believe they should be able to terrorize to do their job. And, of course, that's exactly what that is. The president is absolutely right. But as for what he said about Jeff Sessions, damn! Oh, damn! Jeff Sessions is going to be gone. We're actually going to do a. We're going to do a thing. We're doing. What are they called? Quadrants? You call them quadrant boxes? Whatever it is. We're going to pick the day and time. Day and time uh, that Sessions gets fired. Oh, it's coming! It is happening for sure. No matter what happens in the midterms, it's happening. Right, the, the midterms right now, you can still argue that you've got uh, the Democrats possibly slightly ahead with the House. I don't, I don't see blue wave, but not with the Senate. Republicans are going to keep the Senate. And then you're going to have this whole conversation about impeachment that goes on, right? Everyone's going to be talking about impeachment. They're already talking about impeachment. There's only one problem that the Democrats have. You don't have the votes. You don't have the votes. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Lynn Manuel Miranda. I appreciate that. You don't have the votes. You don't have it. You're not going to get it in the Senate. You might impeach, but you're never going to convict. It's just the way it's going to go. 
because, after all, uh, President Trump, uh, in Chuck Schumer's words, a president identified as an unindicted co-conspirator of a federal crime, an accusation made not by a political enemy, but by the closest of his own confidants, is on the verge of making a lifetime appointment to the Supreme Court. That's that's my Chuck Schumer impression. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. You got to admit that is solid. That is solid Schumer game right there. They don't think Brett Kavanaugh should even get a hearing, and they're and the the left is is super excited about the idea of impeachment. You know, we had Kevin McCarthy on the show a couple weeks ago, the GOP leader. And his exact words were, if the Democrats get control of the House, they will impeach Donald Trump. It's going to happen. Well, now there are Democrats that are trying to get other Democrats to hold back from having this conversation. You know why? America ain't interested. They don't want it. And nothing, although there are a couple things that are going to drive Republicans and others to vote for uh, Republicans, nothing is going to drive them like a scream for impeachment from people like Maxine Waters. Over what? A conviction on Paul Manafort that has nothing to do with collusion? A plea deal from Michael Cohen that has nothing to do with collusion? All this talk about witch hunt from the president, people are starting to think that way. They don't want to see impeachment. They know it's just you and sour grapes because Hillary Clinton lost. They totally believe that to be true. So if Chuck Schumer wants to talk about we shouldn't even confirm a Supreme Court nominee because of some allegation from a lawyer who didn't want to do 20 years in jail, you, you don't believe me? Fine. You don't, you, you don't believe me. Uh, do you believe Alan Dershowitz? Not only to sing, but sometimes to compose. And it's very easy to embellish a story. Let's assume hypothetically it's true that he did pay the money and it was designed to help the impact of the election. That wouldn't involve the president. All he has to do then is say, and the president directed me to do it. That's the kind of embellishment that people put on a story when they want to avoid dying in prison. And for this, Schumer thinks, don't confirm the nominee. For this, you know what I mean? That's madness. That is the madness of the Democratic Party right now. And they don't seem to be shying away from it. And I think it does hurt them because they overplayed their hand on what this means, this this Michael Cohen plea deal. Overplayed it, and I think it's going to hurt him. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz and holy Facebook bans. Selena Zito got banned from Facebook? Selena Zito. I don't know if you're if you're familiar with her or or, or not. Uh she she writes uh at the Washington Times. Is is where she writes. Yeah, it's Washington Times, isn't that yeah, that's what that's where she is. Um rather prolific uh columnist. Is is Selena Zito, Z I T O, DC Examiner, New York Post, um, 
And she's a CNN contributor, so it's not the Washington Times. It's, it's DC Examiner. I apologize. She's making a claim that Facebook took down a post of, quote, my reporting for the New York Post. I've received nine separate messages from readers telling me the same thing has happened to them. The article seems to be rather rather benign. Why Trump supporters won't care about Cohen and Manafort's convictions. Yeah, oh, they don't. Oh, my God, they don't. That's totally true. Why in the world would they? Why? What, what does it matter? The Manafort thing has nothing to do with collusion and has nothing to do with President Trump. Why would you care? What, what does it matter? The, the Michael Cohen plea, once we've broken down the legal side of it, which is why I have said this thing started by being a political problem for President Trump unknown on the legal. Now that we know more about the legal, that the idea of being able to prove campaign finance violations, man, that's a, that's a tricky road. And even that is not impeachable offense or serious offense. And the idea that that uh, Michael Cohen uh, knew about says that Trump knew about the meeting with with uh, Donald Trump Jr. and and the Russians. Well, it turns out that's not the case. How do I know that? Because Lanny Davis says Lanny Davis is my is uh, Michael Cohen's lawyer says, oh yeah, that never happened. Stay silent. So can you say now whether in fact Michael Cohen has information that President Trump was aware either before the Trump Tower meeting that Don Jr. was part of with the Russian attorney claiming to be part of, uh, from the Kremlin with Dirk and Hillary Clinton, either the, that Michael Cohen has information the president knew about it in advance or knew about it immediately after? Senator Burr and Senator Warner uh, read the answer to the question about his testimony, which is that he said he was not aware uh, ahead of time and did not hear um, anything to the contrary, and that was the testimony before the Senate as well as the House Intelligence Committees, and he said that that testimony was accurate. So Michael Cohen does not have information that President Trump knew about the Trump Tower meeting with the Russians beforehand, or even No, does not. So if he doesn't have that information, and the campaign finance violations is something that, first, we don't even know is real, second, Mueller is going to have to prove, and third, doesn't even come close based on history... Uh, to being impeachable offense, what what should the supporter worry about? Facebook isn't allowing that to, to, to go down? Facebook has issue with that story? Gotta, gotta love them, their algorithms. Overheard. On Tony Katz Today. Hey, it's Brian Baker with today's Overheard. So you remember way, way back that other time when our main man, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, said this? We're not going to make America great again. It was never that great. We have not reached greatness. We will reach greatness when every American is fully engaged. Hmm? Oh, is he done? I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. I was looking at my phone. Anyhow, it turns out millennials totally agree with good old Governor Andrew Cuomo. Here, have a listen at what it sounds like when an entire generation of people who were told what to think are now asked to think for themselves. Do you think America has ever been truly great? I don't believe America has been great for all folks ever, even today. I would 
have to agree with Governor Cuomo. Can you point to a time, or do you think there was a time when America was great? I mean, not particularly. The idea that there was a once great America is, you know, pointing towards this false sense of nationalism that, you know, what is talking about white America? You know, it's, yeah, it's not great. I think it has been great for straight white men. Ugh, you know, I come from a really healthy genetic line. Most people in my family live well into their 90s. And every time I hear a millennial talk, I find myself wishing I was about 85 or so, so I won't have to see what things are like when these kids are running the country. I gotta stop wearing my seatbelt. But listen, be patient with them, you know? One step at a time. You want them to talk politics? Hell, some of them are still trying to make up their mind what gender they are. Elizabeth Warren appeared on CNN yesterday for an interview, during which she was asked about the incredibly inconvenient murder of Molly Tibbetts. I'm so sorry for the family here, and I know this is hard, um, but one of the things we have to remember is we need an immigration system that is effective that focuses on where real problems are. Um, last month, I went down to the border and I saw where children had been taken away from their mothers. I met with those mothers. Separating a mama from a baby does not make this country safer. Uh-huh, yeah, uh, what was that first part again? I'm so sorry for the family here and I know this is hard. Yeah, I'm so sorry for the family of Molly Tibbs. She was murdered, they're never going to see her again and they will spend the rest of their lives in unspeakable, agonizing grief that will never subside. But look, let's not lose sight of the fact that under Donald Trump, families are being separated at the border for a good two to three weeks. And finally, only one bystander came to the aid of a Houston police officer this week who was struggling with a 17-year-old armed robbery suspect, but several more stood around recording the altercation on their phones. One of those recording? An armed security officer. At one point, the suspect actually reached for the officer's gun, and the crowd just kept right on recording. Why you press me? What's that? Oh, good. I'm glad somebody's keeping an eye on the officer. Make sure he doesn't step out of line, huh? So two takeaways in listening to that audio. Number one, put down your phone when a police officer is being attacked and either render assistance or call for help. And number two, college isn't for everyone. I'm Brian Baker. Hey, hope your afternoon is positively smurf. Brian Baker, thank you. I am Tony Katz. So good to be with you. Oh, gosh, it's uh, keep an eye on this crazy Hawaii hurricane. Category four, thing looks ugly as can be. It's going to just smack Hawaii right in the face. And then as it gets to the islands, so it's going to get to the big islands, and it's going to turn left. And the way it is, you know, storms counterclockwise, it's just going to smack the islands. They're expecting 30 inches of rain is what they're they're expecting. Pretty, It's, it's going to be pretty intense. It's going to get pretty intense uh, for sure. David Hogg has himself an issue because eventually you will say the thing that bites you. Of course, we reported on it earlier this week that David Hogg, he's Thinking of running for Congress when he turns 25. All right, fine. I have no problem with that. You want to dream of running for Congress? Go run for Congress. You've got ideas. You want to go see if you can turn them into reality? Go right ahead. Feel free. 
Uh, the fact that I disagree with some of the things and many of the things that you've said and how you've said them, that doesn't mean I get to stop you from running. Well, he said the problem is that older Democrats just won't move the blank off the plate and let us take control. Nancy Pelosi is old. Well, people are angry with him because that's sexism and ageism. And so now he's he's taking the hit. He's been saying things like, listen, the Republican Party has like Marco Rubio. You know, they've got these younger guys who 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 attract more more Republicans and more youth voters. We have to do the same thing on the left. And people are like, I don't want a Rubio in my life. What's wrong with you? A Paul Ryan? Ah, forget it. And they're yelling at David Hogg for, for ageism. And he's having to defend himself on online. So, you know, it's fun. Eventually, because you create the monster, the monster will try to eat you. I'm Tony Katz. The Democrats learning that Joe Manchin says there's no reason to delay the hearings of Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> yeah, they they cannot, cannot uh, believe he would say such a thing. We do our job. Let's do our job, he uh, told reporters. Delaying is not going to help anything. He also said that Schumer has not reached out to him about delaying a vote on Kavanaugh. It's Schumer and it's... Uh, Senator Hirono, uh, and and a bunch of others who believe that they should delay on Brett Kavanaugh because, after all, Michael Cohen said some things that we don't even know are true about the president. So why in the world should we have a justice system, and why would we believe in innocent until proven guilty? Let's just crucify the president right now. Somebody pass me the nails. Let's go get lunch, and let's just take over the country. Install Hillary Clinton as president, and we can move on with our day. And the entire game of football will have to be played while kneeling. This is what we're going to do. We are the Democratic Party. Thank you, Cleveland. Good night. Now, who wants an abortion? This is going to be what this is their desire. This is who they are. Wow. But Joe Manchin's like, yeah, we, we got to do this. He says, no one's discussed this with me at all. They know my feelings on this. You know, we've got a nominee that the president's put forward. We have an advise and consent job. That is correct. But Kamala Harris, oh, she's not going to put up with any of this silliness. Why would she put up with any of this silliness? She puts out on Twitter, Americans don't want a president who is an unindicted co-conspirator in a crime. You know, I'm not doing this justice. I apologize. Americans don't want a president, says Kamala Harris, senator from California, who is an unindicted co-conspirator in a crime to have the power to appoint someone to the Supreme Court. We should not proceed with Judge Kavanaugh's confirmation hearings. This is, by the way, this co-conspirator nonsense is just nonsense. Total nonsense. Cory Booker, speaking of nonsense, Trump's personal lawyer has sworn under oath that POTUS directed him to commit a federal crime. The Senate must reject any SCOTUS nominee from a president who is an alleged criminal co-conspirator, especially when that nominee may rule to protect Trump from any accountability. They're just lost lost and conspiratorial and crazed. I mean, Cory Bo- the, the the most annoying part about Cory Booker, the senator from New Jersey, is that he wants to position himself as a rational guy. He's not a rational guy. 
And and the, I don't think he knows it. I don't think he knows how completely creepy he comes across. Like full on creepy. Did you ever hear him with uh, Secretary of State nominee at the time nominee Mike Pompeo? On gay sex? I do want to give you a chance to speak about your comments on gay and lesbians. You said in a speech that uh, mourning an America that endorses perversion and calls it an alternative lifestyle, those are your words, is being gay a perversion? Senator, I, 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 when I was a politician, I had a very clear view on uh, whether it was appropriate for two same-sex persons to marry. I stand by that. So you, so it's, you do not believe it's appropriate for two gay people to marry. Senator, I continue to hold that view. It's the same view. And so people in the State Department, I met some in Africa that are married under your leadership. You do not believe that that should be allowed. Senator, I, I, we have, I, I believe it's the case, we have married uh, gay couples at the CIA. You should know. I treated them with the exact same set of rights. You believe, that, you believe that gay sex is a perversion? Yes or no? Senator, if I, if I can... If yes or no, sir. Moment, if do you believe that gay sex is a perversion? Because it's, it's what you said here Senator, in one my, of your speeches. Yes or no, do you believe gay sex is a perversion? Senator, I, I, I'm going to give you the same answer I just gave you previously. My, my respect for every individual, regardless of their sexual orientation, is the same. So I will and conclude will by so saying... If you, I'm confirmed. I, I will conclude by saying, sir, you're going to be Secretary of State of the United States at a time that we have an increase in hate speech and hate actions against Jewish Americans, Muslim Americans, Indian Americans, uh, hate acts are on the increase in our nation. You're going to be representing this country and their values abroad in nations where gay, and, uh, gay uh, individuals are under untold persecution, untold violence. Uh, your views do matter. You're going to be dealing with Muslim states and on Muslim issues. Uh, and I do not necessarily concur that you are performing the values of our nation when you can't even, when you believe that there are people in our country that are, are, are perverse and where you think that you create different categories of Americans and their obligations when it comes to uh, condemning uh, of violence. Uh, so uh, I'll have another round, but thank you. You know he, wasn't, he didn't vote to confirm him, so why even ask the questions? Well, the questions are meant to insult and attack and, and demean. But if you listen closely to what Cory Booker is saying right there, you realize that what Cory Booker is talking about is thought crime. Cory Booker believes that Mike Pompeo is guilty of thought crime. The question would be, as the director of the CIA, which he was before being Secretary of State, did he ever move in a way that made it more difficult to be gay or lesbian and serve in, in the CIA? That is actionable. To hold a belief and to say, because you hold a belief, therefore you are verboten, that's some thought crime nonsense. That's exactly what that is. And that, I, he doesn't realize it. That's why I say he doesn't realize how, how uh, creepy he sounds. Here, this is uh, Diane Feinstein, for example. You want to talk about thought crime on uh, Amy Coney Barrett when she was uh, confirmed uh, to the to the circuit court. When you read your speeches, um, the conclusion one draws is that the dogma lives loudly within you, and that's of concern when you come to big issues 
that large numbers of people have fought for for years in this country. You're too Christian to be a judge. We're worried about that. Okay. Okay. Thought crime, again, going on right there. So I don't think they realize uh, realize that. And now, uh, at least in the case of Cory Booker, Kamala Harris, Chuck Schumer, uh, the entire uh, cast at MSNBC, they don't think that President Trump should be able to have a nominee to the Supreme Court because of some claim from a lawyer who doesn't want to go to jail. So they're believers in thought crime, and now there are believers in convicting you on no crime. They are they are special people. But Joe Manchin, he's okay with moving forward on the confirmation hearings of uh, Brett Kavanaugh. I am curious as to what some of these Democrats do. Does anything from Michael Cohen change what, what Joe Donnelly does in Indiana? My, my dear, sweet, loving Indiana. Does it change what? What Claire McCaskill does in Missouri, does it change what Bill Nelson does in Florida? Does it change what Heidi Heitkamp does in North Dakota? I am curious. I'm telling you right now that if Donnelly goes no on Kavanaugh, man, he, he's never getting out from under. There was a study uh, or, or a poll from Trafalgar. Trafalgar Group had uh, him, uh, had Donnelly, the Democrat, 12 points ahead of the Republican by, by the name of Mike Braun. Uh, you don't don't buy into any of it whatsoever. Don't buy into any of it whatsoever. They, it's just not uh, just not the case. Just not the case. <laughs> Silliness. Silliness. Uh, also, uh, this uh, just in. There's a guy in Florida. Um, who uh, rented office space to ICE. Immigrations and Custom Enforcement. His name is Chuck Prather. He is of St. Petersburg. Uh, and uh, because of that, he is getting, uh, there are these flyers that are going around accusing a local businessman of being a predator who profits, quote, from sexual violence, physical abuse, and the caging of undocumented people. This, this is what they're doing. This is how they're going after this guy. Because he rents them office space, and they put his picture on on a, on a flyer. That's unbelievable. And they're they're spray painting the uh, around it, saying "evict ICE." It's really sick. These people are twisted. And and, and by the way, this is this is the thing du jour. Uh, tomorrow it'll be something else. Tomorrow, it'll be something else for sure. Guaranteed. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz and Ann Coulter scheduled to be on the show tomorrow. So uh, that's going to be interesting. Ah, oh, good Lord. This is, this is insane. You know, there's a, a paper in Indianapolis where I live called the Indy Star, the Indianapolis Star. And to say that they have a um, fetish for Mike Pence, the vice president, is, is, is an understatement. They have a fetish 
and it's 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 absolutely surreal. Here's here's their latest headline. Mike Pence, new book calls vice president a Christian supremacist. Uh, oh my god. And here's how they have it in their uh uh, and right there, in you know, when you go to the to their site, IndyStar.com, is Mike Pence the quote most successful Christian supremacist in history? These these people, I'm telling you, it's sexual with them. This is this is a fetish uh, by every stretch of, of the of the imagination. They these are people who more than gladly put themselves in the gimp box. This is what they do. It's out of it's it's beyond me. They, there's never a moment where they're not writing something uh, anti-Pence. They're, they're desperate for it. This book is called uh, The Shadow President, The Truth About Mike Pence. Ooh, The Truth About Mike Pence. Here's the truth about Mike Pence. He likes maple bacon donuts. You know how I know? I shared one with the man. That's, that's what I know. This is... And their weaponized niceness. What is Pence deflecting? President in the shadows. Oh, good Lord. It's it's really too much. It is really and truly too much. I got to play this for you in full. There is a uh, former CIA operative named, uh, what's his name? Christopher Mudd. Right? That's his name. Christopher Mudd, right? What, is it Phil Mudd, not Christopher? It's Paris Denard and Phil Mudd. You're right. I thought I was thinking of Christopher Cuomo. It's not Chris Cuomo. It's Phil Mudd, and it's it's uh, it's Paris Denard. Paris Denard's a Trump supporter, and Phil Mudd uh, hates President Trump and is a, an analyst for CNN, former CIA. It's a conversation about security clearances and John Brennan. And Phil Mudd can't believe that Paris Denard could even question the conversation about this idea of, of clearances and whether or not John Brennan should still have it. And Phil Mudd, who is an employee of CNN, loses his mind, and you got to hear it, cursing and all. A lot of these people that have these security clearances, and this is the secret in, in, in the swampy Washington, D.C., they have them and they keep them because it's profitable for them after they leave government. Because if you have a security clearance, especially high-level security clearances, your contracts and your consulting gigs pay you a lot more money because of the access that you have. I hope the president continues to do this, and I hope he adds Omarosa to the list, because if she has a clearance, she too, because of her actions, uh, should have it revoked. Well, I don't know if I'd put Omarosa in the same category as the 75 people who signed those letters, but Phil Mudd, I imagine you want to react. Profitable Paris, when I am requested to sit on an advisory board, let me ask you one question. How much do you think I'm paid to do that at the request of the U.S. government? Give me one answer and you've got 10 seconds. How much? I'll, give, I'll ask you a question. How much are you paid for your answer the question. contracting gigs? For, for being a for being I have a no contract with the U.S. government that pay money. I'm not talking zero. And this is the thing. When I'm, I'm not talking about what the federal to offer government feels. Let's be honest. Zero. Let's be honest. I'm not talking about your role with the federal government. I'm talking about oh, the contracting gigs about? that you get about from General being a Hayden? consultant and a contractor. The consulting firms that they form and that you all get is because you get more money when having a consult for, for having the security clearance. That Stop is incorrect. Like that doesn't happen. I have That's zero consulting relationships with the U.S. government. Zero. 
Zero. I'm not talking, Phil, that's a good talking point. I'm not talking about relationships with the government. I'm talking about in the private sector. When you have a security clearance and you keep it. I have zero relationships with the private sector that involve my security clearance. Zero. I get well, zero dollars from consulting companies that deal with the U.S. government. Are we clear? Well, I will be clear in saying that everybody in Washington, D.C. knows if you don't want to be honest about it, that's on you. But if you have a security clearance and you keep it, you We're get done, more Jim. money to We're have We're done. It. Get out. Phil, it's not your show. So I'm staying right here. Don't be so defensive about this. Don't be so defensive about this. Your voice is still here. You can still do whatever you Folks, want. Let's, let's but the politicalization beat. of the intelligence community under this administration, with the people coming on here every day, tweeting and talking about this administration, you all have made it about politics, let's, let's not take, the president. Let's take- so that happened. I got to admit, I don't, I don't know Paris Denard. I don't watch CNN. But uh, he handled himself well there. He stayed cool, calm, and collected. That's not an easy thing to do. Not by any stretch of the imagination. I got to admit, that was, that, that was handled pretty well. Uh, there's a story here in that I'm, I'm not sure why uh, Mudd thought that was the reaction. Clearly, he wasn't listening. And I'm not sure why the host didn't get involved earlier. It's not, I don't think he's the normal host. But you got to control your shows, guys. You got to control your shows. And by the way, uh, Paris Denard isn't the only one who thinks that a guy like Brennan should have lost his security clearance. John Brennan is totally political. He was basically a toady to President Obama. He participated in lying to the American people about what happened in Libya and Benghazi. Uh, And frankly, Brennan should never have been director of the Central Intelligence. And it's it's a little disheartening to watch the old boys club get together and write a collective letter, which they did this weekend, in defending Brennan. Um, There is no natural right to retain your security clearance. The president has every right to set up a procedure for repealing it. And in the case of Brennan, his public activities, I think, more than justify repealing it. Finally, he was the head of the CIA during the period they claimed the Russians were engaged in trying to affect the election. Why isn't Brennan a little humbled Mm -hmm. by his total failure? Newt Gingrich is fun. The former Speaker of the House right there. Newt Gingrich is a good time. I do like the way he, he breaks down an argument. I like the way uh, that, that he sees it. It's, it's really, really good stuff. Always, always is. I gave it two days. I started off with saying that when Michael Cohen, the news broke of his plea, this was going to be bad. That this was going to have impact politically. But I didn't know where it was going to be legally. And as we've learned about legally and how, well, little it is, the implications have become less and less. And as I've watched the left overplay their hand, the real impact is two days. That's today. It's over. Honestly, the those running for office may still have some aftermath of the plea deal. You know, ask questions about what do you think of it? What do you think of Trump and how they answer those questions? But the president, moving on. Moving on. Get the podcast, TonyCats.com. Tomorrow, everyone.